This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I am Bill Marcioni, and I am riding solo at this point in our program because Carol is having some technical difficulties. God willing, she'll be along momentarily. But in the meantime, I have the opportunity to talk to myself and at the same time talk to you. And sitting in a room by myself, talking into a microphone is something that I've been doing since the 1970s or 80s when I had a career in radio. So what I wanted to do is get back to the fundamentals, to the basics of practical prayer. I had a wonderful experience in the last week. I was contacted by somebody brand new who has grew up as a Baptist and is now involved in metaphysical teaching, is learning to do affirmative, essentially practical prayer from a different teacher. I found my podcast and I had some questions and wanted to be able to work through some of the details on her process. So we spent some time together in a practitioner session, essentially. And what I wanted to do is today go over what happens when you're working with somebody to have them do practical prayer with you, and also the fundamentals, the basics of practical prayer. So to make it very simple, the fundamental belief in the New Thought teaching, and it shows up in different ways, different times, different branches of New Thought, there is one. There is one power and presence, one divine source of everything that exists everywhere. And it doesn't matter what we call it. We can call it spirit. We can call it God. We can call it mother nature. We can call it the big bang. We can call it in the beginning, there was darkness and void. And God said, whatever it is, there was one in the beginning. There was only the one. And then when that moment of creation happened, it started sharing itself, differentiating itself as all sorts of different parts of creation. And whether the story is the one from Genesis where things that started being added by the infinite. God created more things and uh, made the differentiation intentionally that way, or its evolution as we've gone through the 14 billion years of history as simple things got more and more complicated and life came along and that's uh, we're differentiated and individualized now. But the fundamental notion is that there is one and that one started with the intention to create what exists. The reason that's so important is because knowing that there's only one, I know that everything is that one taking its own aspect, taking its own form, and that everything includes me and each of us. So all of the ideas that we have, all the thoughts that we have, all the capability we have to think or to create or to love or to exist in the world is that one expressed in its own way. So I know that since it all started with an idea, consciousness, conscious intention of let there be or bang or whatever that is. Everything is that one unfolding in its own way. 
Everything is consciousness taking its own expression. And that consciousness is shared by everyone. Now, there's consciousness that I'm aware of. I call my consciousness, and you would, you would call your consciousness. But down at a lower level than that, there's a subconscious. And it's below our level of awareness, and it is not separate. There is one subconscious. That subconscious is the creative power. It's the one that responds to the intention. It's the one that when the infinite said, let there be light, said yes, and there's light. Or when the impulsion for the Big Bang happened and it started to explode, it is that law, that creative law, all the natural laws of the universe are responding. And now the reason that's really important is that if there's only one creative law, there's only one subconscious, that means that we are all using the same one. We all have different awarenesses and perspectives and positions in it, but we are all using that same creative law. And that means that if somebody's having an issue that they're trying to deal with and they want to do a prayer to create a new experience, and we're going to use the practical prayer technique because that's a very effective in changing the experience we have. It's done unto you as you believe. It doesn't really matter who does the prayer. I can say a prayer for myself to have something wonderful show up in my life or somebody else can do the same prayer for something wonderful to show up in my life. And as long as I don't have a belief that's standing in the way of that, the prayer works. So we can do prayer work with somebody else. So that's a long setup to try and explain how it is that a practitioner session goes, but it's a really important fundamental piece because that's the framework that lets the whole process work. So what happens in a session with a practitioner, when we do a healing prayer or a practical prayer session with somebody is we'll start by doing a blessing so that we know that the time that we're spending is sacred and it's the invitation for the infinite to participate in the highest and best way possible for us. And then we'll spend some time talking about the experiences that the client has had, that the person we're talking to has been having. So sometimes there are stories of things that are not working the way that they want in their lives or things that they're yearning for, stuff that they would prefer to have in their lives. And it shows up in all five areas of personal experience, which we shorthand as health, wealth, love, work, and spirit. So health is everything about our physical body, our health and our comfort. Wealth is about our prosperity, our experience of enoughness and sufficiency in our lives. Love is love. It's about relationships. It's about connection. And that's with our beloved, with our sacred other. It's with our family members. It's with our community, with our boss. It's interrelationships and the way that love can unfold in our lives. Work is a little tricky because work is actually not the job that we have that pays the bill because that has to do with wealth and prosperity. And it doesn't matter whether the money that we're using to pay the bills comes through our job or through a different channel. The work that we're talking about is our work in the world, that which we are here to do the way that we share our gifts and skills and talents and bring something new into the world. So that's our creativity, our creative expression. And it's not like you have to be an artist sitting there with one of those funny hats and a palette with different paint colors, looking at the canvas and then off into the distance. It's not necessarily that kind of art. We can bring our creativity to anything that we're doing. There are accountants who are brilliantly creative in being able to understand ways to express what's going on in numbers that are very helpful and meaningful to the people they're working with. And I don't know how to do. So our creativity is a way that we get to express ourselves. And the last one is spirit. It's our depth of spiritual awareness. Now, it's not for our spirituality because we are already 100% spirit. So we can't pray to be more spiritual, but we can certainly pray to be more aware of how spiritual we are. Those are the five areas that we can pray for. And what happens in one of these practitioner sessions is that the client will be talking about the things that they want to have in their life, 
places where there have been challenges, the stuff that they would prefer to have instead. And then we'll get into a conversation because, again, it's done as you believe. The way that we say it at New Thought Philadelphia every Sunday morning, we believe there's one power, love, intelligence, or force that creates everything, including each of us, and that we're using that same power, love, intelligence, or force to create our lives according to our beliefs. So if we're doing that, then we can use the guidance of what's been going on in our life to help understand the belief system that we have, what we actually believe about how the universe works and what we deserve, and use that as milestones so that when we want to have a different experience, we get to change that belief. And there might be something that somebody's believing that they don't know that they're believing, or something that is so baked in that they think that's always been true and everybody believes the same thing. And that's not necessarily the case. So what we do during the practical prayer session is we uncover those beliefs, the false beliefs, the hidden beliefs, the things that have been creating that experience that has not been satisfying up until now. And once we understand what that is, we get to choose the experience that we'd like to have instead. So the client who I'm working with will say, well, I've been having this really challenging relationship and I want to have a loving and wonderful relationship. And the question is, do you think you can have that loving and wonderful relationship with this person? And the answer is May, maybe yes, maybe no. Do you think that your relationship with this person can change enough for you to be happy? Well, maybe yes, maybe no. Do you think you need to leave this person so that you can open yourself up to a different relationship? Maybe, maybe not. But what we're going to do is we're going to work our way through those questions and determine that there's a possibility for love to be unfolding. By the way, short answer if we're having a challenging romantic relationship, the answer is not necessarily to get rid of the person who is challenging us romantically and get somebody else. Because if there's something in our belief system that's causing that problem that we've been having, then we are going to get rid of whoever we've been together with, get into another relationship, and have exactly the same problem with that person again. Yes, I hear you say, you've seen that happen before. You've felt that happen before. Because half of the relationship is me. So the other person is playing along and taking part in my activity, but I'm half of it. So what we're going to do is clear up what's going on for each of us and identify the experience that we want to be having instead. And there's a pivot that's involved. We're turning away from the problem and turning towards the solution that we want to have. And then we have the purpose of the prayer. And once we've got the purpose of the prayer, we are free to do the prayer. Let's take a quick break. I think Carol is going to be joining us right after we get back, and on we go. It's Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand. That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All of the information is at bethelight.com. That's b-the-light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at bethelight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class.
Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Bill Marcioni. I spoke too soon. Carol made her connection and then her connection dropped out again. So I'll continue talking. It seems like I don't have any loss for words and perhaps she will be able to join us shortly. I was talking about the process that we go through in a practitioner session as we are doing healing work on behalf of other people. And we want to do is dive through and understand what it is that's been going on for them and help them find a belief or a false belief or a hidden belief, something that's been causative in their consciousness or subconscious that's been bringing that experience about. And then we can pivot from the problem that they've been having, the challenge, the difficulty, and we turn instead towards the solution, the experience that they want to have instead. And that sets us up for the prayer. And after we've been through a bit of that, then we actually do the practical prayer. And there are five or usually seven steps in a practical prayer. The purpose that we start out with is the result, the experience that we want to have once this prayer has worked. And we want to start out with that because if we don't know where we're headed, we have no idea what the directions are to get there. And we don't know if the destination that we're winding up in is the one where we want to be. So we have to be very clear about what we want to have as our destination. And then we do the prayer based on that. And the prayer is going to take five different steps. The first one is recognition, where we turn our awareness away from the world around us, away from our experience to that infinite creative power that creates everything, the divine. We open ourselves up to the awareness of God, of that creative power that creates everything. And then the second step, unification, we identify that that divine creative power that creates everything has created each of us. And that we are that divine power and presence taking form. So now we've taken it from the level of running around in the world where things are happening to us. And we have identified that there is a huge power and that we're part of that power. So now when we do the third step, which is our realization or our affirmation step, we're going to claim the good that we want to have instead of whatever it is we've been experiencing up until now. And we're going to do it with all of the power of that infinite creative law that creates everything. So it's not me saying I have a perfect relationship. It's me saying God and I together are inviting in this perfect creative relationship. And what happens to us individually is, well, you might argue with me, but you're not going to argue with God. And this is something that I'm saying on behalf of that divine creative power. And once we have made that clear, we move into a space of gratitude, thankfulness, and then we release the prayer. That's described as like planting a seed. We are not going to hold this prayer in our awareness. We're not going to continue saying it over and over again like we're doing rosary beads. Once that new idea has been birthed, we don't need to do anything else with it. We are going to turn it over to that creative power that creates everything, the one that's created galaxies, and let it create this newness for us now. And if somewhere along the line, if we do that affirmation and say, I have my wonderful loving relationship, or I have plenty of money to pay all of my bills, and there's a little voice of doubt that comes in and says, oh, no, there's nobody out there for you. Or it says, there's, you know, look at your bank balance is getting close to the end of the month and it's not going to work. If we get that nagging thought that perhaps this isn't going to work, that's the time where we do a refutation. Because that is our local small self ego mind telling us that whatever greatness that we have invited in isn't going to happen. And we, we do in the refutation, we say... This false idea, this doubt that I have has no power of its own. This is a shadow on that infinite light. And so I choose to let the shadow move out of the way, whatever's blocking this goodness to move out of the way so that the light can shine. And it's a refutation of the things that are not true. And then a reaffirmation of exactly what we were claiming previously. And that clears the way for us to be able to get into the gratitude step, thankful for all the good that's unfolding and move into that next. It's a very simple technique. 
And I didn't make it up. And I learned it because Ernest Holmes created it as spiritual mind treatment a hundred years ago, but he didn't make it up. Ernest Holmes was the synthesis. He went through all of the scriptures and all of the really good prayers from all of the religions. And he found that the really good ones all used the same steps. They all used the same five or seven steps in a prayer to create something wonderful. My favorite example is the Lord's Prayer. Jesus, actually two different sections in the Bible during the Sermon on the Mount, does the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And that's the formula. And in fact, right before he says, our Father who art in heaven, he said, after this manner, therefore pray. He wanted people to pray like this. And that was pretty much the only place in the Bible where he did the entire seven-step prayer process. Most of the time, he did a single step. And there's a whole bunch of reasons for that, which we are not going to get into right now. But that, in its essence, is a practical prayer and how the practical prayer works and how we can work the practical prayer. So having set all of that up, I see that Carol is now in the side room over here. Let's see if she can come on in and join us. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. Well, I can hear you and I can kind of see with the fuzziness going on. All right. We get to accept our blessings and be in gratitude for all of the good that's unfolding. So you know I took the opportunity funny. of talking into this microphone by myself for the beginning part of the episode to go over the basics of what happens in healing prayer session with a practitioner and how the steps of practical prayer actually work. So here's what we do to clear the deck and get to a purpose statement. And then here are the five or seven steps that we do. And it's because I had a wonderful session with somebody who I just met last week who grew up uh, Baptist and is now learning the techniques of practical prayer from a different teacher. And does this sound familiar at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. And my favorite part is that she brought to me the notion of the ACTS prayer method, which is one of those acronym ones, which is adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication which work and it's a formula and it's a way of working it. I have an issue with a couple of those. I think that they're not necessarily necessary, but thank goodness you are here, Carol. So you can speak briefly on the pros and cons of the ACTS prayer method and the other ones that are used in other traditional religions that you're familiar with. The ACTS prayer method is the most popular in a lot of Protestant denominations. And if I'm not speaking smoothly, it's because I hear an echo and I'm listening to myself at the same time. So I'm trying to work this up. But X is acknowledgement, as you said. I have a problem with the confession part, of the second okay. part, because I don't think that it's healthy. I don't think that God needs us to regurgitate what our issue is and our sins, for the, which is the word that is appropriate in that context. So I think that you can get stuck in the emotional feeling during the confession and you're just reminding yourself of the problems and negativity and, you know, what you did wrong. And that really promotes a negative feeling right up front. And it's interesting that that confession piece is laid juxtaposed or second to acknowledging God which you can get into a kind of euphoric feeling, acknowledging all the goodness and wonderfulness of God and just feeling the way that you know God. You could get into that feeling, which is wonderful. And it's the first, that's the recognition in the practical prayer, so that works. But then when you get into the confession, it's just like a mood that's diametrically opposed to what you're just feeling. Mm. 
And it also promotes a feeling of guilt, which you already have anyway. And it just makes it worse. So I'm not sure that I understand why we do that because God already knows everything. So <laughs> if you screwed up, you chewed bubble gum in church when you were to, so you not think God knows this. If God cares, God knows. Yeah. Okay, so we moved past confession, and I just threw it out completely. Uh, well, I, th- I like the idea allowed. of confession, but not as part of the prayer. In fact, in the description that I just gave about how we do a prayer session is we're going to look at the experience that we've been having before, and then we're going to choose something different. And there's a pivot that's involved, and that pivot is the surrender. Because doing the same things and hoping for a different result is the very definition of insanity. And I didn't make that up. That comes from a lot of different directions. So when I'm putting down what hasn't been working, I wouldn't describe it as confession. And I wouldn't do it as part of the prayer. Because once I get into the prayer, I I want to be focused on the good that I'm inviting in rather than, oh, I'm such a lowly wreck. But for me, there is a value in being able to acknowledge whatever participation I've had in having the circumstance and the situation that's been going on. Carol seems to be having technical difficulties again, so I'll keep talking because it's what I do. The other part that I think is completely unnecessary is the supplication. And to say, I am so low down here and I'm asking God for a favor and God will determine whether or not I'm worthy of the favor, whether to say yes or no, or maybe, or later. And the way we think about this in practical prayer is that instead of supplication, we're going to turn our attention to that divine power and presence and not say that we are asking it to do something for us, but instead identify that we're part of it. That's the first two steps of the prayer. So identify God and then identify, and then unify our own awareness that we are that God presence taking its own form. And so there's no supplication involved. It's about being clear about what we're intending, what we're inviting, what we would like to have change in our lives, and then call that into our experience. So it's different ways of getting to the same thing. What we do in a practical prayer is claim our power and claim the good that we are seeking and acknowledge that that infinite creative power that creates everything is right now poised and ready to create that good for me, for each of us in our own way. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, I'm going to do a prayer for good unfolding, highest and best for each of us and for all of us. Get inspiration in an instant. God calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God call with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at godcall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now.
Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Bill Marcioni, and uh, Carol and the technical difficulties are off in a different room someplace enjoying themselves. So we will continue with a prayer. Our prayer today is a classic standard practical prayer. It is not for anything specific. It is for highest and best unfolding with love and ease for each of us and for all of us. And it uses the formula RUR2GR, recognition, unification, realization, gratitude, and release, along with some refutation and reaffirmation in the middle of it in case we don't believe what's going on. And this is in contract to acts, which we learned as adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Again, the prayer today is going to be for highest and best unfolding with love and ease for each of us. So if there has been something going on in your experience that you'd like to have change, if there's something that you'd like to see improvement in, whether it has to do with your health or your finances, your relationships, the way that you get along with your coworkers or the people in your community or your boss or your spouse, is some way that you want to be able to express yourself and share your gifts with the world or to deepen in your awareness of your spirituality, whatever it is that you're yearning for, whatever it is that you're desiring. If there's been a problem, a challenge, a difficulty, or something lacking in any area of your life, get an idea of what it is that has been the cause of concern or difficulty for you, and then do the pivot. What's the experience that you'd like to be having instead? What is it that we are inviting into our lives instead of whatever it is that's been happening? And if everything has been going along just fine and you want it to get better and better and better, identify that. And that becomes the purpose of our prayer. Then we go within. If it's comfortable and safe to do so, close your eyes so you can turn away from the details and the specifics and the sensory input from the world around you. And we can open up to the awareness of the divine creative power, that one source that creates everything. Spirit, nature, God, the Big Bang, the big happy coincidence. Whatever it is that we call it, it is the one which is sharing itself as all of its creation and it has been doing so since the very beginning of time. There is only the one. And everything that exists everywhere is that one taking its own specific and unique and particular form. That everything includes me and each one who is listening to this prayer right now. Each of us, an individualization of that divine God presence right here and right now with full access to all of the power and the function and the possibility of that infinite creative law. So I set the intention now for each of us in our own way to experience our highest and best, unfolding with love and ease for each one here and for everybody involved. Love and more love, good and more good, prosperity and more prosperity, creativity and richness and sweetness unfolding for each of us in our own particular way. And I know that there is nothing that stands in the way of this goodness. There is no power that can block this light. There is no shadow that is too bright. There's no shadow that's too strong to block this light. This light is shining now for and through and as and with each of us. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good. I'm grateful for the wonderful way that it's unfolding. I'm grateful for the awareness of this creative process. And with this feeling of thanks, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law that creates everything. And I know without doubt, hesitation, or question, it is now creating this. And so I let it be. And so it is.
The Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at newthoughtphilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.